Dennett. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow, today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. It most certainly is, wherever you might be. A very warm welcome to you all, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. History. History being made. You can get involved. We've got Wayne Lard not far away, the director of the Sydney Marathon. We're going to have a good chat to him because exciting things are happening. But history being made because we can actually fist bump Johnny Steph in the studio. Normally you're somewhere in the world, but you're here, man. How you doing? I just love the irony now. You just have to rub it in there and say very warm welcome. Very warm welcome. Be the coldest week in Melbourne. Oh, mate. And the Steph pulled up to Melbourne. Expecting the House of Athletics chauffeur car to pick me up from the airport. No. And I'm just out there in the cold waiting for my cab. Uh, but no, it's great to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm, it's awesome to see you in the flesh, uh, Cam, and everybody in the studio. It's good. It's fantastic. It's Benny working hard on his ah, laptop in the background. He? He's, he's excited because he wasn't a huge stay up all night, what's athletics type of man, only, you know. You've converted him, Cam. Absolutely. Didn't get a wink of sleep because Oslo went nuts. Now, he went absolutely nuts. And two people who've been on this show. Yes. Jess Hull. Yes. And Ollie Hoare, who yes. are already creme de la creme world-class yes. athletes prior to that, have gone to another yes. level. Jess Hull breaks the uh, the mile Australasian and Oceania record. And Ollie Hoare finally has been knocking on that door in, I would say, the hottest 1,500-meter field you'll see. Uh, Seven of the top ten, he breaks Drew McSwain's 1,500-meter national record. I'm glad you said that because Oslo wasn't warm. It was hot, 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 It was. <laughs> Uh, and 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 it was built up to be that, yeah. Cam. You know, uh, and and the results of the show. I mean, even seeing Carsten Warham, he's he's a Norway native. Um, go out there and run forty six fifty two. I think his time was Mary Toulouse, trained by my 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 coach uh, John Smith, winning the hundred meters in a blistering time in under eleven seconds again for her. And technically, she's looking brilliant. Like she's he, John Smith. The one thing he does really well is athletes. He takes them and he and he just takes their technical model just to a next level cam mm-hmm. which is and that most of the times can be the difference between winning olympics and coming third or making a final so it was great to see it technically change and i think i'll go back to Carsten. it was great to see Carsten backed in form um especially after world championships last year. he didn't win worlds in, mm-hmm. in oregon and he, because he was under some injury cloud and see him run like that at home this world champ's going to be hot man i, I feel I feel that he is a man who's on an absolute mission, mission for what happened 12 months ago by the time they get back to the Worlds. And he's, he's, and this happens in sprinting, and you know it better than I, most. You can mentally bully an opponent, and I feel that's what he is trying to do he has to. to his opponents to say, hey, you know what, last year under the injury cloud, didn't compete, didn't get to the level when I competed that I wanted to get to. Right now I'm the best in the world. I'm going to prove it for a two-month Prolonged run towards a world championship and then set himself for Paris in, in 2020. Well, he is the standout camp. Absolutely. I mean, he is the bolt of that event. I mean, 45-90s, no. he ran it in Tokyo. I still remember watching that race. And I, and I just honestly, Cam, I I, I think I, I told you off air, I think I won nationals one year in 45-90 without no hurdles. Mm, that's you amazing. Know? So, you know, that gives you some perspective of how quick he, he, he was going. Uh, um and I think he's the he's the supreme athlete in that event, but no doubt it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be ripping come world championships. But geez, we're seeing some fast times. And I love it. I love it as a fan. But are you surprised that we're seeing such but we're seeing world records or world leaders each and every week. I know they're the best when it comes to Diamond League, but some of these times these athletes are doing, it's insane. It's nuts. And it's we, right. we 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 saw Kajelcha and Kip Lima in the five thousand. I mean, duel it out at the end. Yeah. I mean um, in Oslo, as Cam, 
it, it's, I don't know if I'm just getting old. Uh-oh. Here comes a rant. <laughs> Have you got a gripe? I, I wouldn't call it a gripe. Okay. I'm, actually, I'm happy for the evolution of the sport. I okay. think it's fantastic for the sport. But it's just these times are hot, hot, hot. And, and I can't help but think that the technology in the shoes oh, oh. is helping these athletes go as fast as what? So. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you the reason why. And I, I'll back this up yeah. by a very, very famous uh, 400 meter hurdle by the name of Felix Sanchez. We're Ooh. we're pretty good friends. Olympic champion. Olympic champion in uh, in both Athens mm-hmm. and London. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we we chat quite a bit. And I sent him a picture of Carsten Warren running 465, mm-hmm. 52 to be correct. Yes. And I wrote to him <laughs> facetiously. Oh no! Explain this. Oh no! Right? Oh, no. <laughs> this feels like uh, a phone call coming soon. I'm gonna get a phone call for this. <laughs> You've got those let's keep it real eyes yeah. as you pierce my hey, soul that, right now. And that's why we do the show, exactly mate. That's exactly right. That is true. We build up the sport, yes. but we also love to keep it real, Absolutely. Cam. Absolutely. And I got a reply from, I hope he doesn't kill me for this, but he, he, just, wrote, he just wrote to me, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. I go, I said, brother, you're lucky you're not racing in this era. <laughs> Laughy <laughs> face. With these video game times, he goes, man, this was his answer. Yes. Man, these spikes are on some other ish. And I wrote back because I wanted to see where it's going. Yes, good I, call. I, I wanted, I am, you can't just throw out a statement Absolutely that Mr. Felix no. Sanchez. The great Felix Sanchez, the mind you. The Prince of the Dominican Republic. There you go. I said, you reckon it's the spikes, bro? Question mark. No, but putting bro in yeah, really bro softens the question. Softens the question. <laughs> he goes... I tried a pair on a few weeks ago. So the great Felix Sanchez put these spikes on. And? I didn't, and I'm not going to mention the brand because okay. I, I didn't want to go down the brand just in case he, yeah. he <laughs> gets in the way enough. of what I'm doing. True. With the great people at Puma. Of course. And he goes, um, and I was like, what the hell? This ish felt crazy. Did he explain... Like what? What has changed then? Did he say that? Do you do you know? Like what is what's a, what technology is in spikes compared to 2012? It's only a decade. Like has it really come leaps and bounds? Or I athletes? Want, I just want you guys to hear my reply. Oh, you wrote back. I wrote back to that. Wow. <laughs> I thought you're gonna have something real heartfelt and definitive there. Just wow. Wow. I, um, know, I felt like he was getting upset, so I, t- he I thought did try and calm him down. Just leave it alone. Because, no, no, and I will give you an answer to that, Cam. Please. The, the technology, I was very privileged to go to, I do a bit of work with Puma, obviously, and uh, a lot with the Federation and a lot personally, and I was able to go to, um, to Vietnam and spend a lot of time with the great Fabio, who is the head of high-performance shoe production. He's a sensational dude. He's, he, he's the passion he has. Um, for the Fabio. S- Fabio is his name. He's from That's Brazil. Unreal. Fabio from Brazil. I didn't realize an actual got, Fabio We've got to existed. get him on the show. He's, yeah, I think we do. He, he's, he's knowledge and how he talks about shoes and what he knows and mm-hmm. what the other shoe companies are well, doing. It's like an like the great arms race, ha- the race to space. That's how it is with these spikes. Well, how about you reach out in the next seven days and we try and get him on next week and he could explain. I think that'd be. I think before be- I butcher it and yeah. hack it, well, I reckon I, we. I, I felt you would have got through it okay, but let's get Fabio on. I reckon we get the great Fabio because on I, there. I am very, very, very. And, and all stage, we get the best on the show. Absolutely, we're getting the man responsible. The, the shoes yeah. you buy in your store, yeah. this wow. man. 
He has built these shoes. I'm guessing, considering you mentioned Puma 25 times this show, you're not paying for them, but uh, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, but look, just just to break it down, I mean, the technology in the carbon now, Spike's never, the sole of the Spike was never made out of carbon. Okay. Um, and now that's the way they, they build these mm-hmm. shoes um, with the, the height of the shoe between your forefoot and the ground um, and the stiffness of the carbon plate. Now, when we used to run, I used to, um, get ASICs to make me my my spikes at the time, and I was I was a sponsored athlete by with ASICs, and we there was a Maurice Green who was a hundred meter runner for America, who, who won the hundred meters in Sydney Olympics. Um, he actually taught me this sort of trick with his spike. He sort of said, John, look, in the beginning of the season, we started with a with a quite a flexible spike, and as the season and we, the fitter and stronger we get in our biomechanics and how we our running gait, how we want to hit the ground, we we try and stiffen the spike all the way towards a championship because your body is strong enough to hold that running position. Now that stiffness of the spike and the contact on the ground allows you to get a bit of a recoil off the ground. Similarly, if you look at Oscar Pistorius's um, prosthetic mm-hmm. legs and so the carbon how it's made, that's sort of the stiffness you want within the foot. The more stiff you have within that in that joint move and the, in the running gait for sprinting, the better it is for you. And, um, and then we, I sort of would get ASICs to make my spikes um, as stiff as they could for racing. So I'd, only have, I'd have a race pair of spikes that I'd only use once okay. because they, they didn't have carbon. They just were starting carbon technology back then. They sort of really weren't understanding because I ran around a curve. It was good in a straight line, but the minute I ran around a curve in a carbon spike, I was kind of slipping and sliding everywhere. So the plastic spike sort of held my foot a bit better, but it, was, but it just ran out of stiffness as the race went on. So um, uh, we used a fresh pair of spikes because we felt this plastic held up all the way to about 360 meters and it started to sort of deteriorate. And I flew to Kobe, Japan to learn all this, had biomechanists and scientists hey. sort of working around the, the clock for two days so, trying to make it happen. And, uh, so that just was, on that, so what you do, right? You're flying around, you're trying to understand it to give you – because, you know, tenth of a second difference between maybe a semi-final appearance and a medal at the Olympic 100%. Games, right? So are all athletes – like are the best athletes in the world doing this or were you a little bit different in your approach to it? No, no, I, I think the top – you know, I, I, wouldn't, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but if, if I want to be dramatic, I'd say the top 1% yep. are having the resources to do all this sort of stuff. Okay. Um, and the ones that do have the resources go and do it because they re- they understand how important um, it is. Like you said, it's the difference between making the semifinal and the final. Um, but when you have, when, when you have you know, good training partners like Maurice, I sort of circumnavigated that and, and was able to, you know, get these inside sort of because he was doing it. Yeah. And it sort of, you know, he passed down the information. But uh, and that's the great thing about having mediums like, you know, House of Athletics, Cameron, because we get to talk to great Ollie Hoare, Jess Hull, you know, um, you know, Katarina Bissett and mm. all the names go on. Um, and we share this information to the young listeners and, 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 and the rec runners that are out there and we can help expedite their performance them better. goals and get them better. A big shout out as well. Lyndon Hall ran her best. So Jess Hull broke Lyndon Hall's national record. Lyndon Hall broke it herself as well. She ran six, which is she's running fantastic. Lyndon, she's she's you take Jess Hull out of that out of of that result. Yeah, we'd be praising. And you know that's how good track and field's going at the moment, especially in that event. Lyndon Hall right now is somewhat a victim of how deep yeah our middle distance stays are because right now you, you you're right. We're sitting here going nuts about Lyndon Hall because if Jess Hull wasn't in the race, she yeah. broke her own national mile record. She has been great. So she continually used to run and have no doubt they're pushing each other. And, of course, Jack Rayner back on track in the 5K and ran pretty well considering his first appearance. For the and year. also my man Joseph Deng got back into 144, qualified yes. for World Championships this yes. year. Now, that's a that's an amazing story. And I'm sure he's, you know, stable mate of Peter Boll, um, trained, coached, managed by the same group mm-hmm. of people. Joseph's had a really rough trot 
over the last couple of years. Great to see my man back in action. It just shows, man, like iron sharpens iron. Seeing Aussies doing shows like this, Cam, seeing results that they've been seeing with our Aussie mm-hmm. athletes inspires others. And it's important. And, 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 and I think it's great seeing Joe seeing Peter being successful as what he's been. I think he's gone, man, I, I need to make it happen now. Uh, and he's a, sure done that. I was on a radio show about, what year is it now? 23. It would have been about 2018, mm. maybe early 2019. And I had to make a prediction. Yes. And it was meant to be about footy. And my prediction yeah. was that he would medal in Tokyo in the 800. I'll, I'll say this. And, and at the time he was flying. So hopefully it gets back to what we know he's capable of. This is controversial. And Peter Bowl, great, mate. Love him to death. He's going to hate me for this. But, but here we go. <laughs> I mean, today I'm on fire. I can't come in studio anymore. <laughs> no. You're excited seeing me. I appreciate it. But but I I would like to say that that Joseph has the better talent than what Peter has. Let's get him back. And and when when they're talking about his range from in school from 400 Mm -hmm. all up to 800, 1500, I mean, the the, the range that Joe had when he was in school up in Queensland was amazing. And I I actually think that he is the – but Peter is the one that has put – his heart, soul, yeah. and mind, and has worked his backside off, and he's reeking the benefits of all his hard work, and that's the reason why he is Peter Bowl and the one that we love, and who we watched in uh, at the Tokyo Olympics, Birmingham, Commonwealth Games. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to get involved over the text. If you feel you got a question for Johnny Steph, you can do it all, and we do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. A quick break. Wayne Larden, he's the race director of the Sydney Marathon. He'll join us in about three minutes' time. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Yeah, most certainly is. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head in there every day. Great savings every single day. And a big thank you to Chemist Warehouse. They continue to work with us to allow us to bring the House of Ats. Wherever you might be around the SCN Radio Network or on YouTube or wherever you are, hello, and you can text in 043398. 1116, and I have a wonderful text, a wonderful text that's come through that is going to mean you have to do homework, Johnny Steph, which is something I know you're good at, so looking forward to that. Now, are you ready for a surprise? No. Now, do, you want, do, you want, do you want a reference to uh, the fact that I'm in studio today? Yeah, I know. You're in studio. In cold Melbourne. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Trying we'll to t- figure we'll it out. We'll talk about camera. that. I'll tell you what will warm you up. Running that marathon you continually <laughs> promised us you're going to run. So what we're going to do right now is get Wayne Larden on. He's the race director of the Sydney Marathon. Sunday, 17th of September, so it's rapidly approaching. There's going to be more than 10,000 there. The joint's going nuts, and I expect that you are going to be one of the competitors, Johnny Steph. Oh, Cam, right now I'm, mm. I'm too busy trying to organise the last lap. Uh, oh, actually, that is, <laughs> that's sort of my priorities that, that, right that, now, Cameron. There is, yeah. well, the last lap, of course, and uh, of course the Sydney Olympics was a huge partying Olympics for us Australians. And this is a legacy race. 2001 was the first year. And from there, it's got bigger and better each and every year. And Wayne yeah. joins us. We'll bring him in rather than us tell us about it. He, the man who knows it better than anyone else. Wayne, hello to you. And uh, exciting times as we're on the countdown to the Sydney Marathon 2023 edition. It sure is. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Steph. Good to talk to you, boys. Steph, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Over the last couple of years about Sydney Marathon, which is great. Yeah, it is really exciting times. Um, You know, I've been race director of Sydney Marathon since 2005 when there were just 12,000 runners. And as you said, Cam, it is a legacy of the Sydney 2000 Olympics. So it's got a lot of history um, and connection with Sydney. But um, 
you know, over the years, we've been steadily increasing, you know, um, our investment in the event and it's been growing, um, you know, very nicely. Um, however, you know, a year or two ago, we, we sort of determined um, through some, you know, in-depth strategic discussions with Destination New South Wales that we really wanted to take it to the next level. Um, and we'd looked at um, how we might do that over the years, you know, bearing in mind that the biggest marathon series in the world and the greatest marathon series in the world is the Abbott World Marathon Majors, which is, of course, the six big ones, London, New York, Boston, Chicago, Tokyo and Berlin. Um, but a few years ago when we looked at it ourselves, you know, there was no sort of avenue to um, get into that series. It was pretty closed. Um, however, you know, to our surprise, after our strategic discussions, um, with Destination New South Wales and, and us both agreeing, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could bring the Abbott World Marathon Majors to Sydney? So we approached the Abbott World Marathon Majors and, you know, to our surprise, um, we learned that there was a program in place. Um, it's called the Abbott World Marathon Majors Candidate Program. And it was designed, um, again, through some strategic thinking um, amongst the race directors of the World Majors, um, that they wanted to grow, um, and especially when you consider the fact there's three of the majors in North America, two in Europe, and only one outside of Tokyo, they determined that they wanted to be more accessible to the global running community. And to do that, they needed to expand the series geographically, especially. So on that basis, the World Marathon Majors Candidate Program was, was developed. Um, now, we started talking to them in you know, at the end of 21, um, there were already two, well, two events in the candidate program, Chengdu in China and Cape Town in South Africa. Um, and they decided that they were willing to add a maximum of three events to the world majors. So it could go, it could grow from six to nine, mm. but they said, if we don't find the right one, then we won't put them in. So there's a really strict criteria, over a hundred point criteria that each candidate race has to meet two years in a row. And if they meet that criteria two years in a row, then the race directors will sit down and go, does this event feel like a world major? Will it complement our series? And will it deliver the sort of experience that our global audience has come to expect when they go and run one of the existing majors? Is it, without getting too deep into it, and 100 points you mentioned, there's a, there's a great deal of different factors that go into it, but is a major factor... You know, the, the amount of elite athletes, is, is that one of them? Like, do you have to have someone running really fast time and both the men's and the women's to, to fit into it? Because the, the world-class athletes that are currently and do currently compete when it comes to the six current majors, we're seeing fast times, we're seeing Olympic champions, seeing world champions, we're seeing really cracked fields. So is that, is that yeah. part of it and, and something you've got to continue to build on? Yeah, it is part of it. And it's it's a big part of it from my perspective. I mean, it's one criteria point of the 104 um, in that you do need to have an elite field that is sort of a, at a similar level. Like they don't expect us to have, you know, the the same depth of field that you'll see in a Berlin Marathon or a London or the existing majors because they've got bigger budgets than what we do. But we do have to have a minimum number of top athletes. Um, I mean, associated with the World Marathon Majors um, assessment criteria, we're also a platinum label marathon, a World Athletics platinum label marathon. So mm. it has it has its own criteria as well. Um, so we, we've got sort of a dual set of criteria that we're working to. So, yeah, getting the elite athletes is important. And it's important for a number of reasons um, from our perspective. One, the criteria, of course. But two, 
we want the global running audience, um, the the recreational runs, to see these super elite athletes taking part in Sydney and seeing the sort of times that you would expect from a world major. Now, each of the world majors are different. So like they're not all fast, of course. Mm. You've got Berlin, London, Chicago. They're all super fast. Then you've got New York and Boston that are actually got a fair number of hills in them. So people do those events for a different reason. It's all about the experience. So, you know, Sydney's not flat. Um, let's face it, mm. we're not going to deliver a time like Berlin Marathon does or London. Um, but we can deliver an experience that will meet and, and exceed almost any of them at the moment, given how great Sydney is and, and how many icons there are in Sydney and that are a part of the course. So we've got something really unique to offer the World Marathon Majors audience. And, you know, uh, you know some of the other aspects of the criteria, of course, are, you know, is it a safe city, clean air? Is it the sort of city? This is, a, this is an important one. Is, this, is, it a sort, is it the sort of city that our World Marathon Majors audience are going to want to visit? Mm and go back to does it complement the series so i think in the most part we hit we hit nearly all of the criteria last year with six weeks lead time without much effort at all it's the last few points that we're really focused on meeting that's uh, you know and they're the important ones are you able to lean on sydney and the olympics being so successful although it is you know 23 years ago and also the fact that we got brisbane i know different city but Australia as a whole probably factors into it a little bit as well, considering the geographical uh, point you made earlier in the chat. So are you able to lean on the success of, in particular, Sydney 20-odd years ago as as a way to show how exciting sport is and how we all take it in, regardless of the event? Yeah, I think so, because I think that flew the flag for the Sydney Marathon, and I think that's why the World Marathon Majors race directors consider Sydney one of the leading contenders, because you know, you remember back to the Olympics, you know, that course ran over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Mm. They ran by the Sydney Opera House. Mm. They ran through Centennial Parklands and they sort of headed out west to the stadium. But that was the first sort of, you know, stake in the ground, I, I suppose you might say. And, and people saw that and remember that. I mean, you know, one of our key markets, for example, is Japan for our inbound, inbound um, runners. And they still remember Takahashi winning the Sydney Olympics, running over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. She's uber famous in Japan yeah. still from the Sydney Olympics. So, yeah, absolutely. We can lean on that heritage of the Olympics. but And that, that's what flew the flag early on. But, you know, obviously we've changed the course. All of the races finish at the Opera House now. Mm. And it's iconic, you know, picturesque, scenic course. And Sydney's such a popular tourist destination as, as it is, as is Australia. Um, so it's going to be an attractive proposition. And, I, I, you know, I've spoken mm. to each of the race directors of the Abbott World Marathon Majors, and they want Sydney in. They can absolutely see how Sydney will fit with the series and complement the experience, no question. Lardy, you, um, it, it, there's no doubt you mentioned uh, last year with, with six weeks lead time, um, you guys felt you reached pretty much all your criteria. What were the, what were the ones that you sort of felt we, we are well missing? And where can, where can say, the, the Australian uh, running community, sporting community can sort of help us expedite um, uh, reaching this, uh, being able to be accepted by the Abbott's Marathon majors? I, look, I think right now on paper, I, I reckon we are at 102 of the 104 points right wow. now based on wow. our plans, based on our new course. Um, we had to make some significant changes to the course to bring it up to world major standard. But the two key ones are getting, you know, over 
you know, 100,000 people out on the course cheering runners on their journey from the start to the finish at the Opera House. So getting Sydney siders out, um, I mean, we start with getting the runners, families and friends and extended um, networks out cheering them on to build that number. But also, you know, we're working with the Telegraph to try and get Sydney siders out. We've got 28 entertainment spots on the course, four live sites, you know, all this sort of stuff to try and get people out on the course and staying out cheering people. Because it's one of the biggest distinguishing features of the Abbott World Marathon Majors races is that atmosphere and how they fully engage. Well, you city. saw it with London Marathon, didn't you, Lardy? I mean, it's just amazing to watch. I mean, I had a very good friend compete in London. He said, John, it was actually, it was, he goes, it's actually a time, he goes, I understand why people compete um, in the marathon. And sorry to cut you off, Lardy, but he he said, you know, for the the runner that actually loves the sport, they get to experience what an Olympian experiences by running an Olympic course and having people cheering for them, and they feel I, yeah. I shouldn't say this, but they they feel like Iliad Kipchoge, you know, when, when they're running <laughs> for that little brief moment of time. Yeah. They don't recover the way he recovers, and they no. definitely don't. They don't split the splits. He splits, but but I think that's a really important point you make. It is, and and it's not just the um sub elite and and regular runners that benefit from that it's the people who need it the most the people who don't run that much mm. who have really stepped up because they want to do something special for a charity because mm. they've got some you know fundraising objectives for someone that they've loved and maybe someone who's passed or or and they need the people helping them because yep. they're the ones that are in the most pain and it really does help well the great Mario from chemist warehouse he, yeah. he raised a lot of money for the he london did. marathon and completed did an excellent job and now he's trying to convince me lady yeah this is where this is where i need you to back me up. i love yeah. the marathon listen i love the marathon i'm i'm not part of the hundred thousand strong camp yeah it'll be on the line the road yes. Cheering, come on, that's me. I mm. think that's a very good place for Johnny Steph. Okay. Maybe, maybe Lardy might even say you can start the marathon. It actually right. seems <laughs> like you're trying to get a bit of a, uh, a, a side hustle gig here. Because oh, yeah. well, <laughs> hey, hey, it takes a community cam. It's it, not it, just about running. Oh, it, it takes does. community to get this up and running. Okay. And I'm putting my hand up saying Johnny okay. Steph's about so that. So you're line. putting your hand up to be the official. We had we had a chat about this, Steph, and I and what I've gone and done just for you mm-hmm. is I've extended the marathon cutoff yes. time from six hours to seven hours, mate. So you can actually walk the marathon in seven hours. Lighty, we are mates. First and foremost, so we need to take this off air and have a really good strong chat about this. But I shouldn't joke around. Yes, the great Mario from Chemist Warehouse, yes. who's been a big supporter of House of Athletics. And that was, that's a major, major point, Cam. Like, you'd huge. be able to raise money, um, you know, and, and you get this huge sense of achievement. And I think that that's what we – I think, and that really shone through COVID. You, I saw so many people running out there, you know. I think people really got to understand with, with Tokyo Olympics that took place, you got to really feel – and you get to – when you start to see the two-hour – Barrier get broken by Elliot Kipchoge, and, you, and then you try and go for a run. And you realize how fast yeah. he's going for forty two point nine kilometers. Sick. It really gives you this sense of achievement when you get out there just to complete it, Cam. Absolutely, yeah. you know. Now, and it's very it's very accessible, right? So, I mean, running is probably the cheapest sport you can do, mm, right? Yeah. You can go out in a crappy pair of shoes yeah. and go for a jog. You don't need a bike. You don't need to be able to swim. You don't need to pay fees. You just get out and run. Yeah, it's one of the world's truly accessible sports, which is why. So many people in Africa run and are so good at it. You know, they've grown up. Everyone can do it. It's probably one of the best ways and fastest ways to get fit, to lose weight. Um, it's great for mental health. There's so many other benefits of running, um, which is why why it's just growing and growing and growing. Since I took on, took on this marathon in 2005, 
the number of recreational runners in the community globally has just gone through the roof. And you're right, COVID, COVID accelerated that, right? And everyone's looking for an outlet now. Yeah. Um. So, so that's that's sort of yeah, big part of it. The other part, the big, the other big part and challenge for us is probably the biggest challenge, is we've got to hit a certain amount of finishes to qualify. Mm-hmm. And essentially what that means is we've got to triple the size of our marathon in one year, right? Now, we've already doubled the size of our marathon and we've still got four months to go. So we're we're well on our way. But the important thing now is to get, you know, starting with the Australian running community, all of those people who are in clubs, all of those people who do park runs, all of those people who run regularly and are fans of running, we need them running Sydney. Just right? to be clear, Lardy, you're, you're saying we need number of finishes in the marathon, not taking part yep. of the Blackmoors marathon. We're talking they need to complete compete in the marathon, not the 10K, no, half distance, no. the marathon. The marathon, yeah. So it's it's just the it's just the Sydney Marathon now. So all of the events are called Sydney Marathon, Sydney Marathon twenty one k, Sydney Marathon ten k. Just to keep that focus on the marathon, but it's the marathon that we're being tested on. Um, so it's the marathon finisher numbers that are important. So I mean, you know, there's been some traditional barriers between uh, Sydney Marathon attracting you know the the elite sub elite and and recreational mm. runners from other states because you know say for example Melbourne Marathon's only three or four weeks after mm. Sydney you know and Victorians being Victorian they love their Melbourne Marathon so it's been difficult to attract Victorians to Sydney um, not quite as 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 difficult to get Queenslanders down but we get people from everywhere but what we want what we want to say to Australian running the Australian running community is. This is not Sydney's Abbott World Marathon Majors. It won't be Sydney's Abbott World Marathon Majors. This will be Australia's mm, Abbott World Marathon definitely. Majors. And this will deliver benefits to the entire running community right around Australia for decades. It'll bring more people into running. It'll bring more commercial partners. It'll bring more media. It'll it'll have a flow-on effect right around Australia. So we want all runners in Australia to run the Sydney Marathon in the next two years. Wayne, uh, now I've never really put two and two together, mainly because I'm simple, but I have just realised that I'm assuming the date is yeah. coincides with the Sydney Olympic start. Did it back in 2000? I was the weekend? Ask the exact same question, yeah, it, Ken. Where did the it, date it, come it's from? Based on, it's based on it. It moves around a little yep. bit, but yeah, it's sort of, it, it's been scheduled to coincide with when the marathons were happening, you know, in Sydney. It's not exactly the same, but it's the most convenient date close it, to that. So, yeah. so based on that, have you ever had conversations about moving the yes. date? Of course, the, the closeness to Melbourne, as you uh, touched on, probably makes it a little bit different, but has yeah. it ever been a, a chat to try and find a different spot that might mean more Australians or more Victorians might yep. be more willing to go to Sydney to do this? We have, and, and it's something that I continue to look at. Um, you know, ideally, I'd like to move it for a couple of reasons, not just Melbourne, but also Berlin's a week after. Yeah. Um, wow. We've got Sydney to surf, so there's only so far forward we could take the marathon because you don't want to be too close to that either. Um, currently, there's a big festival of there's a big festival on the week before which takes a bunch of government resources, so we can't do it the week before. But we are exploring what options there might be. Um, you can't go on Father's Day, which is two weeks before. So, mm. it's and what a would bit you be your ideal date, act. Wayne? What would be if you Sorry, had to pick a date? What would be your ideal date? Ideally, if Father's Day wasn't the first weekend of September, I'd go that date. But um, if we go the last day of October, of August, for example, it's only two weeks from surf, so it might be a little close, mm. maybe. Um, one week before we could definitely do, but that would require a swap of dates with the 
Waverley Council's Festival of the Winds event, so I don't know how amenable they'll be to that, but I will definitely have a chat with them about that. Even one week would help with Melbourne runners, you know, take it to five weeks or four or five weeks. Even that would help. Mm. Anything would help. But, yeah, we, we are looking at that. Um, something we've thought about for a long time, but um, there's only so much flexibility we have. There is a fair bit of romanticism in that date as well, of course, with the Sydney yeah. Olympics. So it is, it's a, it's a continual balance. I, I am. And, I, and just one point, yeah. just one point before we move on from that is, you know, I'm not asking everyone to come up and race, you know, yeah. you can come up and do a, do a training run, uh, enjoy the Sydney marathon help get the world marathon majors to Australia and then race your other race. Mm. If you want to, Definitely. you know, you don't have to race. Um, just come and do it and finish. Yeah. Like, like Johnny Steph's going to do. <laughs> like oh, Steph, I'm waving yeah, the flag. <laughs> bang, bang, go. Like that's. Uh, now, Wayne, you've been in the position for such a long time. Does that make, there are so many things like a million logistical meetings and conversations that go 12 months of the year. I've no doubt, but is life a little easy now when you've been in this and you have these conversations or do you have to have, the same conversations around logistics and everything every year, or do you, do you have a conversation back in 2011 that still holds true in some form? No, I, I, I do get asked this question a little bit. Doesn't it get easier? You would think it would. It doesn't. <laughs> um, what I, how I, how I would describe it is, we probably would retain 50% of what we do from the year before, and there's, there's up to 50% of things that need to be changed. Right. You know, if you're in, if you're doing an event in any city, cities are living organisms, right? They need to be maintained. You know, um, infrastructure needs to be developed. There's, um, you know, holes being dug in roads. There's, yeah. there's metro links being built. There's all sorts of stuff. There's, um, you know, different key people in landowners and and council areas that we have to re-engage with every year, and and we're trying to build on it every year too. So we're making our own changes as well as the cities evolving as a city. So. It's always challenging, um, you know, shutting down Australia's biggest city, um, you know, put closing 50 kilometres of roads in Australia's busiest city is not easy. Um, but it, it's fun. I enjoy it. I love it. I still do. Uh, just as much as the day I started. I'm a horse racing guy as well, Wayne. I love all sports. You ever thought about speaking to Peter Volandis? He'll probably bump the prize money up a fair bit and get some more internationals over. <laughs> I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind having him on my board. That's for sure. He'd probably help with a few key decisions. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you ever? Now, I assume you've been to the six major marathons at, at some point from a uh, from a uh, look. What could I can what Steph and I call work junkets? But you probably have to go. They call Recky's camp. No, Recky's. There you go. That's my it, apologies. Uh, do you have a favourite marathon outside of Sydney? Is there, is there one that you do enjoy being a part of and having a look at? Yeah, there, I, there's two actually. Um, and that, like I said before, they're all different. I haven't been to Berlin or Chicago yet. Um, my my two favourites are London and New York um, at the moment, and they're similar and different. Um, they're they're both big. They're the two biggest. Um, they're the two with probably the biggest crowds on the street. They're they're sublimely organised, both of them. Mm. Um, and the race directors are extremely friendly and welcoming. London Marathon race director Hugh Brasher has been incredibly supportive of Sydney, of me and, and Sydney's bid to become the next major. Um, so I have a, I have a real sort of uh, soft spot for those too, but they're all equally fantastic. Mm. Um, and they're all that little bit different too, which sort of gives that, um, I guess, that uh, variety of flavour for the World Marathon Majors participants, well, a lot of which want to do all six and hopefully soon all seven. Well, it's funny you say they're both my favourite too, Lardy. But um, 
Listen, yeah. uh, do, do you, obviously, I know you, you love your track and field. You love your sport. You love your running. Are you still getting out, Lardy, and uh, having a bit of a trot? Well, I, I've had a few uh, problems with uh, injuries to my feet and uh, had some surgery and had some nerve damage. I'm not running as much as, as what I would. I've, I've, I'm doing sort of 5K about three days a week now, Steph. So I um, good thing is my last surgery I had, I... I was sort of bedridden for a little while and I lost eight kilos. So I'm now looking forward to getting back out. Race shape, mate. <laughs> and seeing how my Strava times are going. Hey, before we let you go, mate, and we, it's been a, uh, a fascinating chat. We can't wait for the Sydney Marathon and the continual push towards becoming the seventh major. Have you ever, on this show, Johnny, Steph and I come up with crazy ideas, right? You know Johnny well, and uh, we have similar thoughts on track and field and things that we can do that, we believe can enhance it, not just as an athlete, but also for the fan as well. Is there something in the back of your mind that you've had ticking over over the years? You're like, I'd love to bring this into Sydney, the marathon, but I haven't done it. Is there, is there something that you think at some point you might take a swing at? Well, you know, I guess if we can't get Steph to put his marathon <laughs> shoes on, we could put a 400 metres over the Harbour Bridge and get him back out of retirement, I suppose. I think, I think that could be I worse. Know, I wouldn't mind, though. I wouldn't mind a mile. I wouldn't mind a yep. street mile. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, yeah. A street mile across the Harbour Bridge and finishing down at the Opera House would be fantastic. And we've got some incredible mile runners, middle distance runners in Australia right now, like really glory days of middle distance running, really a resurgence, as as you would know. Um, that'd be fantastic to see too. Steph we... running 400 over the bridge oh, would be good. Yeah. Lardy, you're pushing our friendship big time today, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, your hammies are holding up. Well, the hammies would be all over the Harbour Bridge. But listen, oh, um, mate, mate. Slow-mo with Steph pulling a hammy on the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be uh, tourism come to Australia? What you I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I agree. You agree? Yeah. Wouldn't you think so? Do you, yeah. want, do you, want, do you want to? No, it's your idea. No, no, I think you should enlighten our okay. good friend Wayne Larden. How about an elimination mile, of course, which is Johnny, Johnny Steph's brain child that just has gone nuts and we love it. Having an elimination mile over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Bang, it involves the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So the, the, the last one drops out and they end up doing yep. eight by mile. Yeah. Or, or no, every 400. Is it 400, Johnny? What is it? 400? Every 400 metres. Yep. Then yeah. the last person across that mark, you're yeah. gone, mate. And then... Shh. Okay, so it's a, is it a mile race? Yeah, mile 400, race. 1,600. So every 400 metre marker, if you're last, you're out. You just stop. And the last okay. person standing, last man or woman, would have a, a men's and a women's It'll come to side a of it. Mano yeah. mano duel, the last mm-hmm. 400. Yeah, oh, just yeah. two left in the last two going left. down Macquarie yep. Street to the Opera House. That'd Absolutely. Bang, bang. Here we go. I See? Like Mate, you should be in event marketing. <laughs> <laughs> he was for a short time. We'll get Nitro back. Uh, hey, Wayne, it's been a pleasure as always. Pleasure, and uh, it goes to strength to strength. I, I spoke about it earlier. It gets bigger and better each yeah. and every year, and it has put you on the cusp of something that would be amazing, not just for the Sydney Marathon and and you and all your team and all the runners, but for Australian track and field if this was to happen, and I think it's close. Most definitely. I've got one one final incentive for the Australian runners. This year we've introduced first time ever Australian age group marathon championships and Australian clubs marathon championships. So it doesn't matter how old you are, you can come and race against people your own age and get an official Australian medal in the marathon. So... There you go. A big thank you, Wayne, to all the hard work you're putting in as Absolutely. well. I mean, there's people like yourself which keep the sport of running in this country going and, and you keep driving. The work you guys put behind the scenes is unbelievable, mate. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Good to see you. We'll get to a quick break. All thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. Plenty more on the House of Ats next. 
Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Well, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, 0433981116 to get involved. And somebody has done that. And I am very interested in two things here. Two things. They've given us some homework. It's got me thinking. I want you to put together, and I'll do the same. We have to go and put together a men's and women's 100-meter race, right? All time. You've got to put together your best eight in 100 meters in the men's, best eight 100 meters in the women's. I'm not necessarily just talking about greatest the of all times. times. Yeah, but it has to be built on essentially – if you were putting together a nitro and you had to put the best 800-meter sprinters, men's and women's, together in the one race, so you have to have entertainment factor. You can throw whatever you want in. So you have your eight or 16, and I'll put together 16, and we'll come back in seven weeks' time. Why 16? Seven days. Because there's That's eight men's. That's a lot of homework, Ken. Eight men's, eight women's. But why can't we just go top three, top three, like, or like four by four? Yeah, well, like that would have been. four by one, like four and four, yeah, and that they been, raced off. Would have been nice, but no, I'm going, you could, we have eight. Olympic final, they don't go, well, you know what? There's too many people out here, so let's just put four out here. What about Olympic final four by one? What are you going to do? Put. I'm just saying, like, you have your four by one, takes on my four by one, and then my four by one beats your four by one, and then but I'm it, the greatest. No, because then it would be it'd be solely on times. You would simply just go, well, here's the world record. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Maybe not. Maybe I think someone's a better bend runner than a straight runner. That can be the week after. <laughs> Mate, you got some planes to catch. Just sit down and nut it out when you're relaxing in See business. See what happens when I come in, come in studio? I, I like, I like causing it. a mess. So eight men, eight women. Okay. You got seven what, days. What, what I want to ask you, why are we doing homework? Can we vert the right cam to stop doing homework? That's what the big Benny's on this laptop. To keep us accountable. Those are hearing the clicking in the background. That's Benny's working hard. Accountable. Oh. Accountability. So all time. Of all times. Yeah, my, my field. I can use any runner of all time. Any runner of all time. And you have to explain why. Like if you've... If you give me someone who has never maybe won an Olympic gold medal or a world championship, you need to explain as to why? why that person is in there, which is fine because it might be built on the gate. This is legit homework. Maybe we should let the, the listeners also no. help us. <laughs> the listeners can help, no doubt. But they, this, look, mate, and none of this – do you have a dog? Yeah, I do. Well, don't give me this whole my dog ate homework <laughs> crap next week when you roll back in to do this again. Uh, quick break. I've got a good question here that I have an answer. There's a question here and I have an answer for you next. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Wherever you might be, we are nearly done. Thank you for joining us around the SCN Radio Network. It's podcasted as well via SEN and jump on the website, sen.com.au and a little bit of YouTube action as well. We'll do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Now, before we get out of here, text earlier asking about Stewie McSwain. We, we half mm. spoke about it last week and the fact that he dropped out a couple of weeks ago. He missed Oslo. I did reach out to Stewie and uh, he's got a calf niggle he just can't get rid of. Yeah. So he's uh, he, he took Oslo off, of course. He didn't run in Oslo, which was disappointing for him because it was a hot field as we touched on. Uh, so he is... Um, hopefully by getting it under control now means the second half of the athletic season. But always a little pain, isn't it, when you just have this disrupted little niggle. It's horrible, Cam. And, and uh, again, I, I know I always reference the fact that we have now this medium of house yep. athletics. 
uh, and and the importance of it. And you know, I'm being really serious here now. This brutality of track and field is, um, you can be a hero today and 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 gone tomorrow. Yep. And um and but that does not mean your value as an athlete decreases. Stuart McSwain is is one of our greatest distance runners this country's produced. Yeah. Um, he's you you're right with the calf niggle. It's not like football, NRL, soccer where you can play through the pain. Yeah. Um, and still be a key asset mm. to your team. Um, we're talking about the top, 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 top percentage of the world Stuart's competing against. And when you have a calf niggle, you're going to a gunfight with a knife mm. and, and everyone's carrying bazookas in that race, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and this is what he's experiencing. And when we don't see him compete, it's not through him, lack of trying, it's no. not through lack of want. It's just simply he could probably beat 99% of everyone in this country yep. tomorrow mm -hmm. without calf niggle. Mm -hmm. But he's racing against the very, very, very best in the world with limited barriers to entry where everyone, like Wayne Larden said, can run. Can run. So, you know, it's, it's, and I just want to give that perspective for when it comes to Stu and, right. and make it very, very clear on how good this man is. Uh, on that note, we're getting out of here. So quick. It flies. When you're having fun, get that homework ready. You got flights. I know you got a, you got in a couple of planes this week. Wanted so man, Cam. You are a very wanted man, and you are wanted to do homework. So make sure you do it. Well, thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. We'll see you this time next week. Take care, guys.